Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, this is Katherine Spitznagel, your host for Rockstar Millennial Podcast. And today we are honored to have with us Miss Sochil Herrera Shear. Welcome, Sochil. Hi, Catherine. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit. to be here. Oh, good. <laughs> tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you do. Sure. So I have my own company called the Chicago Pattern Maker. And I work with uh, many different brands, a lot of them startup brands, uh, kind of in the apparel and accessory design space that help them with their um, their product development, basically, to so help them with their tech sketches, uh, fabric sourcing, pattern making, prototyping, uh, which takes lots of rounds, and then get them ready to manufacture their products. Um, so I work with clothing companies. Um, big, small startup uh, accessory companies or even people who are inventing a new item and need someone to help them bring it to market. Yeah, you're just huge. You know, when we talk about what you do and you're like, well, I'm a pattern maker. Huh. Pattern maker. First of all, that is so unique um, in the fashion world uh, to be a pattern maker. That's such a unique skill. But what you do is so much more than that. You're really helping people go to market. You're helping them, uh, for a lot of them, make their dream or their idea come true and helping them on the manufacturing side. And and yes, pattern making is part of that. That's one piece of it. Your business is very complex and and you are yeah. very, you're very smart. You're very, very smart, you know, when you talk about all <laughs> the different things that you do. Um, tell us, how did you get into this? How did this evolve? Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you say. Pattern maker is like not a, a good term, I feel like. It's the term, but it's more engineering uh, for apparel. So right. that's how I usually like to describe it. Um, people understand that, I think, a little bit better when you really mm-hmm. get into the meat of product development. Um, but yeah, to answer your question about how I got started, I have always had a love for sewing and creating. Um, my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom taught me how to sew doll clothes when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. So I was stitching by hand and designing for my baby dolls and grew into uh, making my own outfits. I you know, got a pattern at Joanne Fabrics and made my first outfit, I think when I was like eight or nine years old and had uh, 4-H leader who I knew really well and she helped me. She was a sewer, so she helped me a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And didn't really know this was like a career path. I thought it was definitely like a hobby thing, you know, so at home type of, uh, you know, creative outlet. But I also enjoyed drawing and painting and just other creative mediums. And it wasn't until later in high school, I, I found out, oh, this is like a career path. I yeah. could actually do this for a living. Um, at that time, still, I wasn't sure. Do I go into, you know, costume design or um, do I want to be a designer and have my own brand? And so 
took some classes in high school at the local community college for pattern making and got to, you know, hone my skills there even before I went to uh, four-year school. And then I went to the Illinois Institute of Art um, in Chicago and like studied fashion design. And it was there that I really discovered that it wasn't a brand that I wanted to start so much, but that I really loved the problem-solving aspect of mm-hmm. making patterns. And I also looked around and saw a lot of my classmates didn't really enjoy that aspect right. quite so much. So I feel like I really found my, my niche there, had really good powder-making teachers, and um, left school feeling very inspired to kind of go that direction. Mm-hmm. And I think they were so thrilled to find you because there aren't a lot of people that have that capacity. Um, I, I like when you uh, refer to kind of being an engineer in the, in the fashion world because that's what you are. And that problem-solving and then creating the, the pieces um, right. for what some, someone may have in their head, you get it out of them and then you get it onto a pattern and, and bring it to life for them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, people come with the kind of their creative vision, um, their mood boards or their inspiration, but they don't know how to make that into a tangible garment. And so that's where I come in to translate what they've drawn up as a sketch, um, put that into an actual pattern, create it. You know, in a prototype format and fit it. So, yeah, that's my my process. <laughs> yeah, and your forte, and you're really you're a really good listener, and you're really good at asking questions. And I would imagine people look at you sometimes like, "Why are you asking that?" But it's part of your problem solving process, and you keep asking, and and you get there, and um, and that's another that's a whole nother skill set, and. Um, Anyway, it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun for a novice or someone like me that that is just in awe of a of a of a pattern maker. Yeah, so. thank you. Yeah, I think that does make a difference though to kind of look at it holistically, like what is this brand about? I wanna have a good understanding of who the who the customer, the end customer is, so I know how to make it fit better. Um, obviously understanding the fabrication and the price points at which the brand is selling. So all that criteria, you know, not just how do I put together, you know, a t-shirt or a jacket, but how do I put it together really well for that brand and meeting that vision. Mm-hmm. It's important and to listen. <laughs> it is. And their audience you talk about there, I mean, you're really looking, um, as you say, holistically at their business, you know, bringing their product to life, but who, you know, what are their goals and who are they making this product for and why are they making it? And all of those things are part of your process, understanding it. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's not an easy journey. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, um, you know, haven't done it before. And right. product development with me is maybe their first time around. So sometimes I feel like there's a little bit of therapy involved in that um, <laughs> journey. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur myself, yes. I can, you know relate and uh, express those, those feelings and help them kind of work through those uh, those challenges as they are. So I think that's important to remember too, is it's not like never a linear path, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship in general, and then product development on top of that. There's lots of which way do you go and mm-hmm. uh, different outcomes that can happen. Right. And I think you're an encouragement to a lot of young entrepreneurs and a lot of young designers uh, because you've helped so many people you know, past those hurdles. And um, yes, and you're just a very calm influence. You know, we can, 
we can make this happen. We've just got to figure some of these things out. And um, I think people feel very comfortable with you and very confident that she's done this a lot and for a lot of different people and a lot of different kinds of products. Um, so she can probably figure mine out too. And so that's, yeah. uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, therapy is part of what you do. Yes. <laughs> Encouraging people. <laughs> So talk to us about, um, I mean, that's where I see you making a difference. Where do you see you making a difference in what you do every day? So I try to, you know, obviously do a really good job for my clients. Um, I am, you know, a perfectionist, which I think is probably a trait many powder makers or product developers share. We want to, you know, do our best work and make something, put it out in the world, kind of like having little children all over the world, each Mm -hmm. product that we make, even though it's not, my brand, so my name isn't directly attached to it. I, I want to feel proud of the things that I do um, for other people. So that's a big part of it, um, big motivation. Um, and I like being able to help people who, you know, they don't necessarily have that hands-on skill set, but they have really good ideas and concepts or they're really great at marketing and selling. Um, so they've built really great followings and brands so I can help them you know, put something tangible, physical together. Yes. And I think um, being a creative yourself um, and being an entrepreneur yourself, you um, you can relate to people on on those levels, and you can admire what they're doing in in a creative capacity or in a marketing capacity. Um, Definitely, and I, I think that helps too. Yeah, tell us about your purpose. So every day is a different day, and I I wake up excited to do what I'm doing. Um, let's not say there's not, there are definitely stressful moments. Um, it's a hard, hard business sometimes, but I feel excited to do what I do every day. I'm thankful that, you know, I have lots of clients and lots of demand, people wanting to hire me and work with me again and again. It's probably the biggest compliment when someone hires you a second time or third time or fifth time. That's right. <laughs> so I do feel kind of drawn to um, this industry and also drawn to this but really good work out in the world. Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I also feel strong um, calling to kind of mentor and help the next generation. So mm-hmm. I've, I've hired interns. I have younger employees under me who are, you know, recently out of school. And so I help them kind of build their portfolio, learn a lot of things underneath me. Um, and that's also what draws me a lot to the entrepreneur crowd because they're new in their businesses and I can offer yeah. a lot of advice. Uh, with my years of experience, I also love, you know, going to schools and youth groups and kind of talking to them about career options in the fashion industry. Some people really, they hear about fashion designer, but they don't necessarily get to hear about all the yes. behind the scenes jobs that are out there and available and in demand. So it's cool to show how, you know, you can apply technology and creativity and all these things together. And that's really inspiring to young people. And I, I get a kick out of that. I love uh, getting to do that stuff. And one thing we didn't mention is you're an adjunct professor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. that. Um, <laughs> Tell us about oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's half of my <laughs> yeah, million of that things life. that I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I started uh, two years ago working at Columbia College Chicago, and I'm an adjunct uh, instructor for it's a senior-level capstone co- course called Concept to Consumer. And it's kind of basically my job in a two-semester, you know, year-long class where I co-teach um, 
my co-teacher teaches more in the uh, marketing and merchandising um, aspects, and I focus kind of on the product development, pattern making, fittings, things like that. But it's a great class to bring together the um, marketing students and the development students together, work on teams, and they get to design products for a real brand. Uh, last year, we worked with a brand that was one of my clients. This year, the local Chicago brands that I know quite well. Um, so that's fun for them to really work hands-on with a, a small business as well. And mm-hmm. not a lot of schools offer that opportunity. Right. So I, I'm thankful that I found this um, position, that I was you know, called to this position to help shed light on small business and product development. Yeah. And that just seems like kind of the perfect fit for you. It brings that product development and pattern making skill forward mm-hmm. you know, to share with younger people. Um, and then the mentoring, yeah, the mentoring aspect too. And, and then many of them have, as you've mentioned, the entrepreneurial side like you have. And yeah, it's just kind of a, a perfect storm for you. All of those, all of those skills and uh, young people that can use all of that. You're a gift to them. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I think that entrepreneur journey is, you know, popular, more popular now than it was um, back when I was starting my business in 2009. So it's nice to show, you know, this is an overnight success. I didn't, right. you know, get all these clients overnight. I worked um, very hard and piecemealing different jobs together in the beginning of my career. So to, mm-hmm have accumulate, you know, and it's not over by any means, but accumulate to where I am today. It's um, really cool to see that and to be able to share that with, with students. Um, when I first started my business, I lost my job at the end of 2009 when lots of boutiques right. were shutting down and I worked at a store. Uh, so obviously no fault of my own that was happening everywhere. And rather than finding another job in retail, I decided, you know what, I'm the freelance and do some projects and I dabbled in that already so I started you know reaching out to people on Craigslist who are looking for product development services or reaching out to friends and colleagues uh, going to these networking events and all kinds of things like that just to meet people and um, ended up working part-time with a clothing stylist where I was doing tailoring for their um, their clients their personal shopping clients and also working um tailoring on set for, you know, clients like Nike and Kohl's going on set and making sure everything looks good in the photo and video shoot. Yeah. Um, as well as working another boutique, doing all their pattern making and grading, but on an extremely part-time basis. So piecemealing, you know, a full-time job together and then growing it into just the pattern making business that I have today. Yeah. But what a great journey and how great for your young students to hear that that, yeah, there's no such thing as an overnight success. You know, you've been at this no. for, you know, 13 years now, and it's evolved. Yeah. Um, and this is, this was part of that journey. All of those pieces were part of that journey. And, and that there's a lot of tenacity, and there's a lot of hard work that goes Absolutely. into yeah, what you're doing. So tell us what's next for you. A good question. I think that my business will continue to evolve and grow in the powder making space. Um, I've been networking and been part of uh, you know trade organizations, associations uh, like Fashion Group International, mm-hmm. um, AIBA, which is the Apparel Industry Board of Illinois, um, Teams Association, which is a national kind of made in USA uh, 
trade association for factories and suppliers of the industry. I've been kind of strengthening those relationships over the years and trying to work more closely with factories who have, you know, potentially like established business leads or things like that. So, um, and also that I can feed my clients once they're ready for production, that I can feed right. them more easily into a factory setting where I know and trust, you know, the owner and management of the, of the factory. Mm-hmm. And that's a, so that's something, yeah. That's a huge need. On both yes. sides, yeah, to connect with the factories. And I know you do a lot of that, as we've talked about, uh, when you go to these trade shows or association shows and you, you know, go from booth to booth or, um, exactly. you know, then go visit a factory and develop those relationships on your own and then bring your clients forward and connect them. And th- there's a lot of work that goes into that, but it's it's much needed on both sides. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it makes it better when that relationship is really strong. So those are things I, I t- try to nurture and hope to continue to grow that. Um, probably grow my team a little bit, though I, I feel like I do want to stay a somewhat small business. Small. I, mm-hmm. There's that kind of that direction of a fork in the road. I think when you, you do grow, it's like, do I want to become a 50 person team and I'm just kind of the manager of everything going on or I really am passionate about my craft um, as a pattern maker, so I don't want to lose that. So I'd rather keep the team small, and that way I can still be very hands-on in my work. Right, and and lead the work, because you're very good at yeah. that. Yes. But I also think it's important to, like, prioritize in your overall life. And, you know, my business is super important to me, but also my, my family time is also very important to me. So I like to as much as I can figure out that balance um, that looks different every day, every week, but, you know, spending time with my husband and my daughter, um, getting to do things fun with, you know, friends and family and spend time outdoors, stuff like that is also important. So even though business is a lot of my life, I don't want it to be the only thing in my life. (laughs) Exactly. And you're very intentional about prioritizing. And I think that's, that has worked well for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you. So, what did, what um, encouragement do you have for other millennials? Um, millennials and any young people, I think, you know, go for it. Don't be afraid to ask for and share your dreams with others. I think that there's lots of people in our circles or beyond our circles that can help us along the way. And if you're not vocal about your goals, it's hard for other people to help you. But I think mm-hmm. there's lots of people who do want to help. Um, to either connect you with someone um, or, you know, directly put in some time and help you to build something, um, review your resume or help connect you with a resource or a mentor who has been in your industry longer than you. I think that's super important. So, yeah, I think that's number one is like make your goal known. Don't keep it as a private thing. Um, yeah. And that way, you, know, you just never know what can come your way when you're public about stuff like that. Um, I'd say the next thing would be, you know, don't be afraid of things taking time. Uh, a lot of our goals are way bigger than anyone can shoot in a day or in a year or something like that. So right. it's good to have big goals, but no, you know, that they, they do take time and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay for something to take five years or 10 years or, yeah. or longer. Yeah. Well, and you look at all that you've accomplished and, and how your journey has continued and evolved 
And, um, yeah, when you, when you look at where you started and where you are, um, I think your goals keep growing, you know, as you, you do more, yeah, you see more, you see more, more possibility, more potential things that you didn't know existed. So that evolves. Yeah. And your goals keep changing. Yeah. And it's it's good. It's good for it to evolve. You know, you want to evolve as a person, you want to evolve as the world and the industry changes around us. So your goals should also evolve as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, Don't miss a podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts or go to my website, rockstarmillennials.com. And until we talk again, bye for now. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rockstar millennial in your world, contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us. Oh, 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 oh,